This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. You know, one of the biggest complaints that people have in marriage is that things grow stale. They say, you know, we got married and we were so excited to spend time with each other, to go out, to do things. And I used to get so many wonderful cards and gifts and everything. And then it just, it just like sort of petered out. It's almost like we fell out of love with each other. That's like the expression. It's like we fell out of love with each other. Like we, like we fell into a pit. Like we fell in love and then we like fell out of love with each other. And as, as comical as that whole expression is, to a degree, what they're conveying is, is that I just get cards on my birthday and anniversary because he knows that if I don't get it, then I'm just going to be upset. And the question is, is that is that normal? Is that common? Like, how do we deal with that? What's a Torah's perspective on that? Now, sometimes you get like a birthday card, you look at the card, and it's like the person takes the card and they just underline, you know, it says, life is like a meadow and a pond upon the wind. And like the person just like underlines, like pond and wind, you know, and they mail it to you and they go like, happy birthday. And you're like, oh, that was very unoriginal. You know, like you couldn't think of something here. So where, where do we, like, where do we get this idea? So the Stifler talks about this, and it's really based on a Rambam, is that the Torah tells us certain halachas or certain commandments but it's very, very vague about the commandment. I'll give you an example. The Torah says, "Viahafta es Hashem aleikach." You should love Hashem, love Him, love Him, love Him. Okay, how? But love Him. You just have to love Him, and that sounds great. And you know what? So many people go into marriage with this idea. It's like a thirty thousand foot view on marriage. It's like you say to them, "Would you do anything for your spouse?" I would do anything. Anything, anything, anything. I promise you I would do anything for my spouse. Okay. What are you going to do for them? Anything. Okay, so give me like an example. Like, what would you do for them? I would do anything. Now, that sounds really good on paper, but practically, if you don't know what to give your spouse, so then it becomes a little trickier. It's like you're, you do anything, but you don't know specifically what you're talking about. And the Torah says, love Hashem. Okay, I love Him, I love Him, I love Him. How? how? How do I get there? How do I get to love Hashem? What does it mean to love Hashem? What does it, how do I get there and what do I, what does it mean and what specifically am I doing now that I love Hashem? And it's like very vague. And the question is why? Why doesn't the Torah say, take step A, take step B, buy a Hallmark card, address it to Hashem and say, I love you Hashem. Tell me, tell me something. It doesn't do that. And the Musasvarim say a very interesting idea. That very often in life, if you're commanded to do something, it loses some of the flavor. It's like there's a difference between bringing a carbon chatas and bringing a carbon nadava. What's the difference? A carbon chatas, you did an avera, you need to bring a carbon. You need to bring a carbon. That's the rule. And when you bring that carbon, you get whatever happens in the Eilamus and whatever happens with your Avera, it works. But there's a certain extra spice, a certain something, when on your own, you just say, hey, you know what? 
Hashem, I love you. You're, you do so much for me. Hashem, I'm bringing you a carbon. It's like, it's like, think about it. Kol Nidre, right? Everyone is in shul. Everyone is davening. We're davening and we're so excited. Hashem, I'm getting close to you. And when it comes to Neilah, there's not a dry eye in shul. And everyone is like, we're davening and we're so, so connected. Okay. But then you hear a story of like, Rabbi Victor Miller. He's walking down the street and he feels a breeze and he says, Wow, Hashem, thank you for that breeze. That was amazing. Now, I felt the breeze today and you felt the breeze today. And we were just like, oh, yeah, whatever. It was a breeze. It was, that, that was nice. Rabbi Victor Miller was, was, was like the carbon dava. It was like, I'm doing something... Not because it's Ni'ilah. Not because I know that the books are closing and this is going to determine the rest of my year for life or for death or for poor or for rich. This is just a random day. Hey, Hashem, I love you. And that Nidava, that going out on your own, that has a certain beauty to it. That's a certain Hallmark card that you're not simply going out and saying, hey, you know, the, the the pond and the wind and whatever. It's like, I'm going to express something to you because I love you, because I care about you. And how do you build that relationship with Hashem? Says the Rambam very famously, you go out and on your own, you discover the wonderful, beautiful qualities that Hashem put into the Bria. And you look at your life and you look at your eye. You know, I was once learning with an eye doctor. He's an eye doctor for 30 years. And... One week he calls me up, he says, you know, I can't, I can't learn this week. I, I have to go to a convention. I said, okay, great. The next week, he comes back and I said, so how was the convention? He's like, it was unbelievable. I said, like, all right, like, you're, you're an eye doctor for 30 years. He's like, you don't understand. He's like, I sat there for a few days. And the guy giving the seminar was such a mumcha, such an expert on one specific part of the eye, that he spoke for eight hours straight. This eye doctor tells me, I didn't understand one thing he was talking about. The eye is so intricate that me, like, to a layman, you're like, yeah, you, if you know the eye, you better know every part of the eye. The whole eye is this big. You better be able to figure it out. But someone who knows says, no, this is really, really intricate. And he said, God is amazing. This is what he tells me. That God is amazing. This guy is not religious, nothing. He says, God is amazing in how intricate one organ in the body is. And says the Ramah, when you study it and you study nature and you study what goes on in your life and in the world and your body, you say, wow, Hashem, I love you. That's on your own. It's not put one foot in front of the other. It's not someone turning to a husband and saying to him, buy a card. Okay, and what does the card say? Open it up. Take out a pen and write, Dearest Honey Bunches. That is really nice. And that's that ex- that person's expression of something. The card is meaningful. When you go out of your way and you say, You know what? I am going to express what I'm feeling. I'm going to do this my way. There's a certain beauty, a certain spice. When you're able to take your marriage to another level because you felt it and you did it and you recognize on your own, this is what I feel and this is what she needs to hear. The little things in marriage keep things fresh. 
Those little intangibles, those are the preservatives. Those are the things that keep things from going stale. When you focus on your marriage and you take it and you say, you know what I'm going to do right now? It's a random Tuesday and I'm just going to buy her 24 roses and just surprise her at work and I'm just going to send her to a spa. Or she says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send him out to this five-star restaurant with his friends. You do something that's so out of the ordinary. It's a random Tuesday in Europe of Victor Miller and you're just saying, wow, thank you, Hashem, for giving this amazing breeze. Then your marriage will stay fresh and it will grow and it will be so rock solid. Now people might think that you just got into a huge fight when you walk in the door with this huge bouquet of flowers because they'll be like, okay, <laughs> you're making up for something. But you know deep down, no, no, no. This is, this is not a makeup bouquet of flowers. This is that extra special something that I'm going to do. Think about on a random day. What can I do today that's really little that's going to make a huge impact? And if you could do that, you're going to take your marriage and it's going to grow and become more and more and more solid. And if you check out marriagepro.co, there are so many tips and hints and things that you can incorporate into your life to improve your communication, your understanding, instead of having a 30,000 foot view, I'll do anything for you, you say, you know what? I'm going to do this because I know that this is what you need right now. And you'll be able to improve your marriage on the deepest and most intimate way that you really connect with the person. And two units become one and they fuse together in the most real way. And that over the years... You really feel like things are getting better and better and better as opposed to we tripped into this and we just plopped and fell into love and now we just flopped out of love. And things are so stale that it's just the cards come on the birthday and the anniversary because they, they have to because we're going to be really mad at each other if they don't. And instead of that, you could build it and take it from level to level to level and go so deep that your marriage and your life are going to just improve drastically because you will know, instead of up here, I'll do anything, anything, you'll know I will do this specifically. And you'll do it on your own because you know that that is going to improve your marriage dramatically. And when you're able to do that, you're going to be tremendously successful and you're going to see your marriage grow beyond your wildest... You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.